I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. Welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. And we are now discussing our second film of October and Halloween-themed movies, the 1986 film Chopping Mall. So we have just recorded our episode on the film Targets, which is a film that Rob went into really not knowing at all what to expect. But with Chopping Mall, you knew exactly what to expect going in. Unfortunately. Now, Nate, why did we watch this? I'm getting the distinct sense that you did not have a good time watching Chopping Mall. I mean, it was no Star Wars Christmas special. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't far off. Indeed. Yeah. Well, the reason we're watching this is because, and I think this is on my list of uh, the one film from every year, 1930, that I did this year. I uh, stumbled on this film. Uh, It's on, at the time it was free on Amazon Prime. I had to rent it tonight. And I was just won over by the title. And I started it at 11 o'clock at night on a Friday, and that's really the perfect time to start this movie. This is a late night, cheesy exploitation film, not produced by Roger Corman, but produced by his wife, Julia Corman. This is from 1986. It is what the title indicates it is. It's Chopping Mall. It is a group of eight young people trapped overnight in a mall, and there are robot security guards out to kill them because in a not-so-subtly set-up setup, Lightning strikes the electrical equipment at the top of the mall and somehow endows these robots with both life and benevolence. Yes, and the owner of Securetronics says prior to this happening, trust me, absolutely nothing can go wrong. Indeed. (laughs) Famous last words. This film is full of wonderfully trite, cliche dialogue, including, according to my calculations... It's worth a try. And dead meat, yesterday's news. Even better, blank fuchsia, it's Friday. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. Fuchsia. So this is about a group of young people. Trapped them all overnight. They They stayed there actually to party in a furniture store. It's one of a number of kind of weird stores in this mall, including full on hardware stores, a gun shop. A paint shop, which is... Or not, not a gun uh, shop, a sporting goods store. A sporting store. goods store that has guns. A pet shop. Remember when there was pet shops in yeah. the malls? I don't remember the last time I've seen a pet shop in a mall. I don't, possibly early teens? You know, in hindsight, it seems really odd mm-hmm. that there would ever have been pet, pet stores in a shopping mall. And quite the paint store in this mall as well that's important for the... Yeah, I mean, that wasn't too strange. Like, that would have been, you know, akin to like a Sher- Sherwin-Williams. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, these young people, and how old old are these kids, people supposed to be? I'm thinking just out of high school. I'm assuming they're supposed to be somewhere between 18 and 21. Yeah, that's my my assumption. Yeah. Though, uh, so we we have four couples. Yes. And the oldest of which is married, and I would assume they're supposed to be... Five-ish years older than the rest of them, something like that. Maybe not. Maybe not, you know, close to that. Maybe not quite that much. But I mean, I got the impression they were, you know, two, three years older. Yeah. So. So you've got you've got the 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 couple that runs an auto, uh, the auto mechanics, and she's a better mechanic than he is. Yes. And you like them, and then you've got the the couples where the men work at this furniture store, uh, in the mall, uh, the furniture store. I wrote it down. It's called Furniture King, the House of Royal Values. 
Yeah. And you've got the uh, main guy, played by Tony O'Dell, uh, who's Freddy. It's his uncle's Ferdy. store. Ferdy. Ferdy, not Freddy. Ferdy. Ferdy Mizell. Ferdy Mizell. So he's Jewish. And he is the nephew of the guy that owns this furniture store. And there's two other employees who I assume are salesmen. They're both kind of jock types, one considerably more than the other. Yeah. And they come up with this idea to have a party overnight in the store and have sex on the furniture. Well, they said they've got fresh sheets. So the idea is to use the beds and then change the sheets and launder the linens and no one will ever mm, know the difference. Indeed. And they have to have provide someone for Ferdy, who is not in a couple, because otherwise Ferdy might tell on them. And so that's their their plot. And so they set him up with uh, Allison Parks, played by Kelly Maroney, who's one of three people in this film that I know from other things. What do you know Kelly Maroney from? Uh, Kelly Maroney was, uh, she had a bit part in Fast Time at Ridgemont High in 82, 83, and then she was in Night of the the Comet, 84, 85. She's adorable in this. Uh, She's still acting. I assume the other person you know is the janitor. The janitor, yep, yeah. Dick Miller, who is a classic in these kind of uh, Corman who B-movies. has a full character name of Walter Paisley. Yes, and there's a reason why his name is Walter Paisley. It's because he's been Walter Paisley in at least five or six movies. Really, is the name of his character? I believe in the original Little Shop of Horrors, and it just became an in joke to always to, hmm. to name his character Walter Paisley. So if you had yeah. a Walter Paisley in the script. You knew who it was that they were uh, hoping to cast in that part. Yeah. He plays a janitor who has a cameo role that has nothing to do with the rest of the film other than he is the first person to be killed by the robots. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He's the third person to be killed by the robots because the two technicians that are supposed to run the security station are also killed by the robots. Yeah. Uh, And then you proceed to work your way through the couple being killed off in various creative ways, including a head explosion. And at least one person falling several stories down the mall. Not falling, being thrown. Being thrown. Yes. One, I like films about people trapped in a small space. I just like it inherently. It, it, gets, it gets like an extra half star by virtue of being that kind of movie. Yeah. And you can more or less tell the order that these people are going to be dispatched. Kind of, they become more likable the further on you go. So the first two, you're like... Screw them. I don't, I don't care Nobody about cared, that. Nobody cared, yeah. And then the second two, you're kind of like, well... But the third two, those were just like, oh, no, I hope that... Oh. Yeah. So there were stakes in this for well, me. Well, I don't know if you noticed. It was somewhat predictable, if for no other reason, than the first two couples to be dispatched. <laughs> the female end of the couples engage in gratuitous nudity. Indeed. There is some gratuitous nudity in this film. One example of which... As I commented, I think she comes from a different type of filmmaking. Yes, for sure. I just think this is a fun movie. I I like that it's so cliche. I like that it's exactly what it sells you on it being. And I just had a good time, and it's an hour and 16 minutes long, and you wouldn't want it to be much longer than that. No, no. It's perfect for what it is. Yeah, it's pretty close to that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it sets itself up pretty cheesily, and not too much to... Not a lot of depth to plumb in Shopping Mall. It yeah. is what it is, and it does it Interesting kind of well. errors, though, that I noticed, noticed. There was one that I mentioned to you. So there's supposed to be three robots. Mm-hmm. Two, the first two, they distinctly show lighting up. The third one never lights up. Yeah, well, it probably didn't, and they're like, oh, I'll just film it. 
So yeah. we're not we're not refilling it. Yeah. It was interesting that the uh, one of the robots at least has plastic explosives. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, they have at the very beginning of the film. They have, and like our last film, this film begins with the ending of another film. This one actually has multiple endings of films in it, because then that's true. They yeah. watched that uh, what's almost certainly a Roger Corman movie. Yeah, uh, in, in the, the furniture in store. the furniture store. But yeah. at the very beginning of the film, it's a advertising video for the robot security guards. Yes, made by Securetronics Productions. Indeed. Yeah. And then, then that doctor there, the scientist, does not look like a scientist at all. No. He's, 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 he looks like a football player. Yeah. Uh, and then they, so Dr. they have this Stan Simon played by Paul Coffus. So they have this lecture at the mall overnight with a bunch of people, presumably owners of businesses in the mall. Some of them were supposed to be reporters, mm. and they're just kind of explaining how that system works to that to them, and they're explaining how it won't. It's foolproof, basically, which yeah. is obviously guaranteeing that something crazy will happen. That there's that this couple that own a restaurant in the mall that have this back and forth at the beginning. I, I, I don't really know him, but the the lady, the wife, is in another film uh, with our lead actress uh, Kelly Maroney. Uh, she is one of the scientists in Night of the Comet. And there's also another Corman joke in the name of the pet shop, which is Little Shop of Pets. Yeah, which is a play off of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I don't know. This is a guilty pleasure film to me. I can see why. It is filmed in the Sherman Oaks Galleria. Remember when malls were called Galleria's? Oh, yeah. In Sherman Oaks, California, which is a pretty impressive mall. I mean, it's a nice mall. It's a quality mall. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love seeing, I love period malls. I love period malls in film. Yeah. This is a nice period mall. Yeah, for sure. So, just not your thing. I mean, it was okay. Like, I, I don't regret having seen it once. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be going out of my way to see it again. Yeah. Well... It was it was fairly, it was a little too predictable for my taste. Yeah, sometimes that's that's kind of what's awesome about it is it's it's it's, it's paint by numbers. Yeah, can sometimes be amusing. I like a good bad movie, and I think this was one of those. Yeah, I would give it two and a half stars, and probably five or six on the ten star scale. I'd probably only give it one and a half on the four star oh, scale. Wow. On the ten star scale, probably right around a five. Mm. Curiously, I'm curious to see what it ranks on IMDb. Aggregate score, 5.6 stars. I'm surprised that this has 11,000 ratings on, on IMDb. Mm. The effects, what do you think of the effects? Uh, they're fairly cheesy. Yeah. yeah. They like to have the animated electrical shocks. And then the lasers, the intensity of the lasers is very inconsistent. Sometimes they'll blast through whatever the heck, and sometimes like they'll do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and other times they just bounce off of a mirror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's like, why didn't they use the head-blasting laser to get through the door to the anchor store when the, when the guys hide in the anchor store? They have to take out this small little blowtorch, and it takes them forever. No, that was the laser. Home. It wasn't a blowtorch. That was the laser? Yeah. Yeah, and, cause, and they alluded to that in the very beginning. They have a laser that can be used to cut through things. Oh, okay. It did not take very long in this film for them to resort to the lasers as opposed to their traditional weapons. They are, they are very violent robots. Yeah. Even and what was supposed to be, be in their claw that was cutting? I don't know. Because several people like get their throats their, cut. Yeah. Yeah. They like to show the claw. Yeah. Uh, I was The most impressive thing in this film mm-hmm. was the level of animatronics in those robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are kind of neat robots. This came out the same year as Short Circuit. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. So uh, you can't help but but think of that. These are the evil evil version of num- of number five. Yeah, the discount version. Yeah. Yeah. Number five is alive and looking for vengeance. Yeah. Number five must have been coming off of the production plant, and you know that's where he comes from. Mm. They were preparing this for other malls from Securetronics. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that's all we really have to say about this film. We were joking before uh, that this will probably be one of our shorter episodes because there's not a lot to say about Shopping Mall. And I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this has been Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. So what else? Any other hidden thoughts on this? Hidden gems? Oh, I don't... So you were The credulous nudity was, like, so predictable. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy bad movies more than you do. Yeah, you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to mix it up. I, I like a good, are, good movie, but I like to mix it in a bad movie. In there are bad movies that I like, but usually they have to have better elements than this. Mm. So, I don't know. Sometimes a, a, a bad movie that plays into how bad it is also is I good. I thought this movie did that. Uh, to a certain extent, not quite enough. You know, I don't know. I like the, the, the scene at the Italian restaurant the pizza restaurant early on i actually liked and this. that guy the, the the stereotypical italian pizza who's just, who just looked gross with all this stuff on yeah. his apron i actually thought this was okay up until like the head exploding uh-huh. yeah and that's kind of when i was like yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah oh I, this was a question i was going to ask have you ever stayed overnight in a weird location and what location besides like scouting places not really mm-hmm but nothing super crazy. I stayed overnight in my high school once. Did you really? Yeah, we had. Uh, I was in debate, and we had what they called the twenty-four hour debate-a-thon, where they had debate for to raise funds. They had debate rounds going, policy debate rounds going for twenty-four hours, from Friday after school until the afternoon the next day. And I lived very, very close to the high school, and I could have simply walked home because my rounds were done fairly like in the evening. Yeah. But I'm like, I want to sleep in my high school. That'd be cool. That's a story. So I did that, and I also spent a couple. Uh, nights overnight in a radio station yeah that was fun yeah i I don't know maybe the weirdest places would be odd places in hotels when i was dealing with things chaperoning Mm. yeah fun stuff all right that's that